break chains, Father. You are the salvation. You are the you are the author, the finisher of our faith. You are the, our salvation. You are our strength. Heavenly Father, you are the one who forgives. You are the one who sees us as if we never sinned at all. We can be in a right standing with you. So, Lord God, there is power in your name. Help us, Lord God, that we would cry out to the name of Jesus and believe. Lord God, that we would step in place and be people of an action, Lord God. That which would bring honor and glory unto you. Yes. Victory to our families and to individuals. Yes. As we praise you and lift up your name. All men will come unto you. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Amen. We sing about a power. But a power is no good unless it is used. Amen? Amen. He says, I have all authority and I tell you to go and make disciples. See, it's about a power that goes into action from word to deed. Praise the Lord. Tuesday night, good night Tuesday, or good news Tuesday is about praise, prayer, and testimony. I'm going to give you three scriptures tonight. Psalms 141.3. You know something before that even. Anyone have a testimony tonight? Yes. My wrist uh, was supposed to take over two weeks to heal. And as of Sunday afternoon, I was uh, lifting wood into the woodshed. It doesn't hurt. It's healed. testimonies and, 
And uh, as we praise him, he delivers more. That's what it's about. We give him the glory for all the good things. We begin to say, I get it. Guess what? He'll let us see what we can do on our own. Amen. Amen. What we do is fail. So we need to just continue praising him, continue inviting others, and continue to lift others up and put them before ourselves, and he will continue to add to our numbers. We had 70, some people's Sunday, 73, 4, I don't know. People's. 70 some uh, souls. Little do they know 
that are not receiving Jesus, the fun will soon end. The fun is in for a season. We must keep a sound mind and, and to apply the whole word of God. Amen? There's joy in sin for a season. We all know there's great joy in sin. <laughs> but there's a cost to the sin. Unrepentant sin. Amen? Matthew 26, 41. Here Jesus is in the garden and he's returning to his disciples who he found asleep. Jesus returning to his disciples in the garden found them sleeping. And 41 says, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking to them. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. What is he really saying? Fall into temptation. He is saying to be attacked by the temptation. If we are sleeping, we can be easily attacked by the temptation. If our focus is not on the Lord, the things of the Lord, what the Lord would have us to do, lifting others up, we are tempted to gossip about them rather than lift them up. We are tempted to allow them to suffer sometimes when, when a cheerful heart and someone coming alongside them might soften their heart to the things of Jesus. Amen? Why we do the giveaway. It's expensive. But yet, if we want only one soul to the Lord, it's a pretty cheap price to pay, is it not? That one would not have an eternity uh, in hell, but an eternity with Christ. He says, watch uh, watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He, he's being say, he is saying to be faithful even in the face of the circumstances. Oh, we think we're strong. Man, we pray. But little do they know the challenges that were really going to come their way. He was about to die. And they were no longer was he going to be in their sight for a season. And he knew the temptations that were going to come their way. Peter, we know about his plight, don't we? But guess what? It could be Don or anybody else, and it might be a whole lot less than what they went through to bring us to a point of denying Jesus or even walking away from the Lord. Fall into temptation. To, to, to be attacked by the temptation. It says the spirit, is, uh, the spirit is willing. When the spirit is under God's control... If the spirit is under God's control, for God's purpose, then the temptation will be resisted. Amen? But if the temptation is on our flesh, we're trying to handle it in our flesh, we're tempted where we are most fleshly weakened. Amen? If it's about money, then in the flesh we want to strive to get the money. If it's in a sexual thing, it's about to strive to, to serve our own desires. And then their hard desires to be back because they come from within, don't they, guys? And gals. So when the spirit is under God's control, it strives against the human weakness. It, it does more than strive. It, it is victorious over the human weakness. For when we are weak, we are what? Strong. It's because we are, if we are in control, the spirit is in control of the godly spirit. And God is in control of that, then we will be victorious. We will walk through the temptation. But only if we allow God to control. The enemy tempts us where we are fleshly weak. When we are the weakest at the weakest of moments. And it may be all look like nobody will know the difference. Jesus is saying that that. 
must have our spirit controlled by the godly spirit, that which is breathed in us, that which has been renewed at salvation. That's the beginning of the walk. That's not the end. We know that so many come to salvation and they, we lose them quickly because the temptation comes in so great. The temptation to believe that it isn't real. The temptation that, that, that I, you know, I am, I'm okay now. I come to the Lord, so I'm good now. I, I can go do what I want. And we can. But there's a cost. We are then babies that need to be fed and discipled and, and raised up that we might withstand the greater temptations that are yet to come. 1 Timothy 4.16, last scripture. Paul is speaking to Timothy. And I tell you, as he spoke to Timothy, a young minister in the church, he's also speaking to us. He says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Why do we got to watch our life and doctrine? Because the doctrine, our life should line up with what the doctrine is saying. What the word of God is saying, that's the doctrine. It says, watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and the hearers. See, this is about your testimony, this is about your prayer, this is about your praise. Why, what is it really saying? Paul speaking to me. He, he says, watch your life and your doctrine. They, we can't talk one thing and do another, guys. And we do all the time. But I tell you, we must realize that if we're talking salvation, and we're talking about victory in Jesus, we have to demonstrate the victory we're talking about. Does that make sense? Otherwise, what is the power that is being seen? It talks that it's the power of the lips, but no fruit. So we must watch the doctrine. Other words, you see that we're number one receiving the truthful doctrine. There's a lot of doctrines out there. It needs to be the word of God. That's the doctrine. The truthful word of God. Not the perverted, twisted word of God. Surely you'll not die. Remember the saint? Most surely do not die. We're talking the physical death, though that the physical death started in that time, that clock, but it was a spiritual death, a separation from Christ and us, Jesus and us, amen. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because guess what? You will both yourself and your hearers be saved. <laughs> if we're not following the doctrine, we have to realize, am I truly on the path? If we come to Christ, we believe that he is the Son of God. We believe he's risen from the dead. We are saved. But there comes a point that we can walk away from that. If we chose him, we can choose to reject him. And if we reject the doctrine enough times, God will let us go, won't he? Didn't the Father let the prodigal son go? That he might come back. That he might save his soul, even though in the physical he's going to suffer a whole lot of anger. Paul spoke to Timothy about remembering his commissioning to serve. Remember, they laid hands on him. And, they, and as he was called, uh, 1 Timothy 4.16. <laughs> oh, that's a quick down. There it goes, oh, man. I'm with it. Yeah, I'm with it. All right. Praise the Lord. Paul's 
spoke to Timothy about remembering his commission to serve. See, we are all commissioned to come, to serve. As we come to the Lord, we are commissioned to serve, to make disciples, and to go forth. That is a commission to action, to serve under the authority of Jesus Christ. It's a commissioning. We've all been commissioned to serve. And we serve in the skill set that he's given us. That's why it's so important, and we're trying to recognize the skill each one has and make room for everybody here. That's part of our, that is part of our uh, mission. That's part of our uh, statements is that we want to make room for everyone. That means we want to, to find a way that they might serve in the congregation. Because through serving, we, are, we, we, can, we can see a direction and we can see the victory of Jesus as we serve. It's not as quick as we like sometimes, but yet we continue to serve and move forward. It reminds us that, that, that God alone saves us. God alone saves us. It's not our works that saves us. It, it's nothing that we've done that saves us except believe in the works of Jesus. That saves us. But, but, as Christians, God chooses to use us as instruments, doesn't he? And that's the choice. We have to choose to allow him to use us. We have to put ourselves in a position that we can be used for a good purpose. Know that God will use us one way or another. We will bring honor and glory to God. We'll prove to, to the world that through our sins that we can easily be destroyed or through our convictions and living for Christ that, that there is there can be joy even in the circumstances. Does that make sense? We will bring honor and glory to God. We can be a part of his commissioning and a part of his blessings. Or we can be used as Pharaoh was used, even in tragedy, to show what God, that God's word is the truth. We can prove that, 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 that if we continue in the sin, it will destroy us. We talked about, we talked about people being destroyed by addictions. And, but we can be destroyed emotionally and physically uh, and and definitely spiritually if we don't continue to move forward. It reminds us that God alone saves, but Christians can be God's instruments to bring about salvation through our testimonies, through our walk in the right direction. It doesn't mean a perfect walk. It doesn't mean about being perfect. That means that we are quickly to ask for forgiveness if we, when we fail, not if we fail, but when we fail, and continue to move in God's direction power of God to sustain the walk even though we fail and even though things didn't turn out like we expected or wanted. We continue to move forward. What powerful testimony that is. The power of God. Our testimony is about what we say, where we go, what we do. What does our life say about the power of our God? Our life should be demonstrating the power of God to change, to sustain the change, power to overcome, the power to be healed, the power to be restored, the power to speak of something that we can't see but realize is the truth of life. You know, everybody wants to speak about the truth of life and, and have their own belief about that, but the truth is, God has the power over life and death. And by our choice, we'll live by the Spirit and we'll live by the flesh. So I'm putting our faith into action. Our, uh, uh, 
our words to bring God glory or to lift up others? Or do our words tear others down and try to place ourselves above them? As Christians, those who are first will be last, and last will be first. It isn't about being first. <laughs> it's about being allowing yourself to be in a lowly place and people to look down upon you perhaps and, and maybe even snicker at you, but yet as you continue to walk and as they have a need, they know where to go when they when they have a need. People do all kinds of things, but as soon as one of their family are hurt, they'll come, can you, will you pray for this or will you pray for that? It's because they know where to go. They see you demonstrating what you're talking about. They see your life is a little different. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we don't have fears. It doesn't mean that we don't have sickness. It doesn't mean that we even fail what we say and do, but yet they know our hearts. Amen. Our works as service unto God. And that's really what it's about. A wholehearted serving God. That's the hard part. Oh, we serve God one day a month. Six days a week. When somebody's looking, murmur a little prayer, oh man, look at them. What do you do the rest of the time? Really praying to God, or would you not like the Pharisees? Somebody looking, so let's pray on the street corners or at our tables when we're out somewhere. That's the difference. So it's our devotion to prayer, praise, and testimony that will bring salvation to others, that will bring deliverance to us, and glory to God. The evidence of God working through us. Power in the name of Jesus, but yet we speak the name of Jesus when we're speaking to someone else. Power for healing, do we truly believe? Do we believe it's for today? Some don't believe that that stuff is for today. Pour out my spirit on all my people, especially in that time. So, you know. Does the spirit was only that for the day of Pentecost, or is it still for today? That's a decision we all need to make a decision on, because it's going to affect the way we walk, and it's going to affect the power of Jesus. Not that Jesus' power isn't the mighty power, but it's the power that he has to work in us and through us, is by what we'll receive. And I don't think he limits the power on anybody. We limit the power. Amen? Amen. The first reward. saw the mighty power of God to, to bring people from salvation to, to uh, baptism. The power to change a family and to dedicate their children unto God. That, that, that power. That's the mighty move of God. We've seen the power to the people step out and speak the words of God. That is the mighty power. That's bold. Some say it's not for today. Believe it's not for the day, it's not you're not going to be doing it. <laughs> Plain and simple. Because we're not going to allow God to use us in that way. I'm not saying we manufacture. No, that's, that's wrong. But if God speaks, we need to listen and receive it to see that it lines up scripturally. And if it does, then it's the purpose of to edify us and to lift us up and to encourage us. You know the tongues, the Bible says it's for the unbeliever. 
Man, I always used to pray, man, Lord, don't let there be any tongues today because I got so-and-so with me and it'll drive them away. You ever think that way? I think we probably all have. Lord, don't let it happen today. They won't understand it. And I'm not bold enough to explain it to them. That's the truth. Or I don't understand it, so I can't explain it to them. Don't let it happen today, Lord. Lord, don't let there be any crying at the altar today, Lord. Nobody will understand. Mostly me. Cherish those moments in silence and reverence, and to have others where He permits. And it takes a maturity, it takes a willingness, it takes a lifestyle that He can bless us in that way. I told you a few months ago to prepare for those things. God is beginning to move. It's not because I said it, it's because I felt led to say it. I don't like to look like a fool. Well, the Lord's going to do this. Get ready. You know, that, that's not my desire. I look foolish enough at times already. You know, so, you know, it's not that I'm always right either or get it right. Sometimes God speaks to us for us. Sometimes God speaks to us for others. And sometimes God speaks just to let us know that he's here and that he is God. <laughs> so we have to discern what those things are when those things are, but we never have to be afraid to testify about them. So, prayer, testimony, and praise. We get three scriptures describing the power. We sang about the power. Now it just takes a willingness to march as an army of God to move forward. Sometimes the army is big. Sometimes he said, oh, most of you go back. I only, I only want these few to go forward. See, a lack of faith will cause failure. Sin will cause failure. Sin in the camp.
see, focused on what God wants. That's the key. You, you can start to get focused on the little things that draw us off to the side, and, and all of a sudden you want to you want to call this one and you want to call that one out. And all of a sudden, you know, sometimes I just need to get alone by myself and begin to pray too, because I'm not beyond that either. Sometimes that you let things grow because they're growing in a growing period that you do more damage to go out there and stomp it out than you do to let it grow for a season and allow God to do it. And other things you need to stomp out in a hurry. Oh, you know, and to be that fine line to be responsible for that is, is a difficult thing. But it's not an impossible thing. It's just a willingness to pray and to be obedient. Weeds grow in the wheat, don't they? But if it's out in the middle of the field and you got to stomp them, a trail to get there for one weed plant, what have you gained? You let it grow and you begin to pray that God will turn that weed into some wheat, amen? In the midst of the rejoicing. Sometimes he doesn't. Well, let's run you out, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to go. She told us. 